rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Time is 8.01 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, it is Wednesday the 22nd, and um, your Aurora weather report will be out shortly, and it'll teach you all about the thunderstorms that are expected going from today, starting today, and going into uh, tomorrow, so get ready for that. But we hope you're all doing well and having a good morning so far. Uh, we've got a great returning guest coming on to the show. He's a... Uh, He's a friend of ours and a colleague um, here in professional world, in the professional world. And his name is Simon Rodriguez. How are you, sir? Very good. Thank you so much. I love yeah, being on the show. Yeah, good to see you, man. Fan good of the to show. See you. Yeah, yep. Uh, I was just telling Simon before the mics came on that, uh, you know, we love this brother. So we, you know, consistently try to do what we can to support the city of Aurora's youth services and everything and let you guys know what they're doing and how you and your family and the kids can get involved. Absolutely. Thank How you. long have you been program manager or a youth uh, services manager? Um, getting to five years now, close to five years this wow. August. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been in this role longer than I was a teacher, which is kind of crazy now to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so this is, uh, yeah, getting close to five years, half half a decade almost. Okay. Well, you've been doing a good job, and you uh, were brought, you worked for the late Fred Rogers. I did. Who I, passed recently. Yes, yes. Uh, such a phenomenal man, um, uh, a champion of our community. We, we, you know, we lost such a champion, but uh, one of my first jobs in high school was working with the youth services department as a youth staff under Fred Rogers. What was it like? Uh, what, I mean, what was the youth staff's role then? And were services for youth fledgling in those days? What was it like? What was there to do? Oh, no, there was, oh my goodness, it was a, a huge operation. So um, first of all, everything for youth services for the city of Aurora was, was operated out of the current Fred Rogers Magnet Academy building. On Root Street. On Root Street, yes. That used to be, I, I mean, I think originally it was uh, or central Catholic and then city bought it and created a community center out of it. Uh, and also I think it was the area two or three for getting a uh, police department, but, uh, that was the youth services building. So there was, uh, after school programming, summer programming, other agencies that worked out of that building year round. Mm. So that obviously had a, a very large staff. The youth workers roles was either you worked the after school programs, not just in that building, but at different schools throughout okay. the city and then the summer program i mean there was like at least 20 campsites that that were under fred rogers and the youth services department and i was kind of one of those floaters that i helped kind of set up different events and different things you know at the different uh sites but yeah right. there was at least 20 camps throughout the city that were run exclusively by the youth services department under fred rogers so um now, with all of that activity going on, um, it seems like, and this is just me kind of like, uh, you know, uh, you trying to get your phone? No, I was trying to grab some water. But oh, okay. Yeah. Um, right. Get your sip on, brother. Thank get you. I, I don't on. think we're visible right now to the... To no, the no, outside. no. Not yet. Okay. We got another five minutes. Go ahead. Get your sip on. Yeah. And yeah. actually, let's play a little bit of filler information. Okay, he took a sip. That was mad loud, too. I didn't mean to no, that, blast y'all's that nice. ears out. That's crazy. Stephanie Clark Castillo, host with Pais. Good morning. Um, so now, over the years, though, um, have they become more, um, like, um, consolidated? Yeah, so things have changed dramatically since, um, you know, the, the, the you know, the... Um, the time when Fred Rogers was running the youth services department, uh, you know, the youth services department, like many services throughout our nation at the time, you know, um, suffered heavily in, you know, the 07, 08, 
you know, economy almost collapse, right? Right. right. So, um, and at that time, you know, there was there was um, uh, other agencies out there as well. So, uh, post you know oh seven oh eight um, economic turmoil, um, what happened was a restructuring, uh, so to speak, of of youth services from the city of Aurora, um, and that's when partnerships like uh, city of Aurora and you know cities and schools, formerly communities and schools, mm-hmm. uh, working. In, We've always worked exclusively with, you know, District 129, 131, uh, uh, 204, 308, and our our private schools as well. So uh, there was more, um, a lot of changes. Also, the way things were funded, too. Um, A lot of grant funds, the 21st Century Grant, which is a huge funder in many after-school and summer programming throughout our city. Um, So it's, in a nutshell, it used to be, for the most part, under Fred Rogers, City of Aurora, you know, was the overseer of all the programmings or most of the programmings throughout right. the city um, at different various schools. And then because of the funding mechanism, especially with these with these grants, it, they, they, they became more, I don't want to say complicated, but now you have, you know, each district has their own programming. Uh, but each district also contracts, you know, cities and schools, family right. focus. Which then has their their own levels of oversight. On correct, one, correct. Right? So, yeah, I mean, it, it can get a little overwhelming for our families, but um, there are so many programmings out there. It's just, it, it might be run by a different agency, but the quality and the, um, you know, they're all consistently the same. Right. Uh, the time is 8.07. Um, now, what's on the calendar? What's coming up? What should people, um, what's the new um, services and initiatives and programs that we've got coming yes, up? Yes, yes. So, so the first thing that I want to talk about is coming up next month, uh, April 27th, uh, which is a Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Prisco Community Center. Okay. Uh, we have this every year, but we're going to go even bigger this year with our Youth and Family Resource Fair. Okay. So, uh, you know, a lot of the things I'm going to talk about today, a lot of the events and programs, again, it can get overwhelming because there's so much in our city. So why not create an environment where it, where our families can come out and see the different types of programming that's out there, right. especially when we're really aiming for summer programming. Uh, because again, uh, most of our kids are not in school. Um, and then there's that disconnect of information for our parents and our youth to know what's out there for them to, you know, continue to keep them engaged and, and you know, and active. So, right. uh, so this event is, is just that. We're going to have over 45 different organizations that serve our youth. Um, everything from after-school programs, summer programs, uh, athletics, uh, also resources like our food banks, um, um, you know, our financial empowerment center, just all these different kind of uh, tools and resources that our families and our parents could use to help them be more successful, but also to keep our kids, you know, active and engaged this summer. I read a great article just the other day, uh, and it was about this Minnesota, the governor there, mm-hmm. signed a, um, <clears throat> he signed a law saying that uh, young kids um, in middle school now get free um, breakfast and lunch, awesome. uh, which, I, which I thought was a great thing. And it reminded me of what you were just talking about there, because like, you know, a lot of parents are having to do without to make sure their kids are able to have, right, you right. know, um, have a meal and be healthy when they go to school. Um, and then they also don't know what's local and close that can be of a benefit to them. Absolutely. And that's also a barrier, you know. It, it always is. Uh, communication is sometimes a huge barrier on top of the other barriers that many of our families face. So, you know, we need to do, we meaning all the stakeholders, our community leaders, all the you know organizations that serve our youth. We need to come together and ensure that our families know that these services are out there for them. Uh, and again, this is this is just one event of, of many events that are had throughout you know throughout the year. Uh, but again, April twenty seventh, six to eight p.m. at the Prisco Community Center. Free events, free food. We're going to have some tacos provided by our friends at Primos Tacos. We're going to have uh, performances by various youth organizations. Um, and again, they're going to have over forty five organizations. Um, present there to share the different types of services and programs they have mm-hmm. coming up, especially for the summer. So, um, so you know, put that in your calendar. Um, best thing I'm going to say all, um, throughout the you know today is follow us on our Facebook page, uh, City of Aurora Youth Services. That is where we you know will have all this information. At this event too, 
uh, will be the first opportunity for families to sign their kids up for our summer programs. Okay. So first dibs, first, you know, applications, we'll take them electronically there in person. Right. Uh, for our June summer camps that we have at var- various schools throughout the city, and then also our downtown Aurora camp, which I can talk about a little bit later. Uh, but this is uh, our second year having a downtown Aurora camp in July for our youth. So again, we want to ensure that our kids have plenty of, of, of opportunities this summer. Um, and our families also have the opportunity to sign up there um, first for our summer programs. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, so the time is 8-11. Good morning to all of you great people. We have our dear friend Simon Rodriguez back in the flesh. And we were just talking about it the first time he was on the show. There was no video. So yeah. you were only hearing his voice. Yeah, and you weren't true. seeing his uh, you weren't seeing his uh, his awesome looks, man. Uh, it's a nice shirt, brother. Thank you. It's comfy. Yeah, looks good. I'm feeling that. Literally yeah, touching it. <laughs> it okay. keeps me warm. Yep. Um, so uh, one of the other things that I want to discuss with you is the usage of parks and green space. OK. Um, now, I well, we, we got a lot of different beautiful parks all over in different wards in the city and everything like that. I see groups of kids out there doing things and they look like they're part of teams and activities and, okay. and different things like that. But right. I'm, I'm, I'm not always sure if they're city of Aurora youth services activities. So right. do you guys, are you guys like doing some of the different things I see at these parks? Like, um, uh, wildlife post of a Cardi park, but black Hawk park and right. all that kind of stuff. It, uh, is that you guys doing that? And what are those what are those uh, things taking place out there? Yeah, so um, depends on the time of year. So again, okay. we're very summer heavy and after school program heavy. Okay, uh, with our partners. So if there are things at parks, typically there are probably um, you know it could be the Aurora Township, it could be Park Valley Park District, it could be um, you know for example, I think I I frequent. Uh, Garfield Park on the right. east side, and I th- I would see a, a group of youth soccer practicing there, uh, but I think that's a separate you know program. There's just so many programs out there that folks utilize our public spaces, and they should, mm-hmm. um, for different types of programming. Uh, we also have a lot of one-offs, uh, one of which I'm really excited to share. Um, if I can today, so man, um, this, show, this is your hour, my brother. Yes, <laughs> and, and this is the first because uh, publicly, because we've been working behind the scenes for a few years now. We received the grant to purchase a portable soccer field, and I'm so excited because this concept came to me a few years ago, where um, you know you think about the the, the popularity of of, of soccer. Of, I call it football, football, right? It's it's the most popular sport by far in the world. Um, and you, you see at the parks, I, I passed by Blackhawk Park on the west side, you know, uh, again, Garfield, mm-hmm. you always see kids just set up jackets and, you know, they're, they're, you know, soccer ball and they play, right. uh, whether it's organized or not. And, um, those two trees, man, that's the goal. That's like, the goal. Hey, that's, hey, I, I, that's why I love, <laughs> I love about, that. Yep, I yep. love the sport because it's, it's more accessible than other sports. Right. And anyway. So this portable soccer field concept so cool. So think about like, a, you know, the if you've been a hockey game, like a hockey rink, mm-hmm. you know, you set it up or like when they set up in arenas. So it's this concept, but it's all weather, all purpose. So you can put it on any type of surface, grass, gravel, you know, sand, mm-hmm. uh, and it is portable. We're going to move it around. So I'm excited. So the, 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 the tentative plan is for this May us to launch this portable soccer field and we're going to put it at different parks different um uh, you know community open spaces we're going to aim for it to be in in neighborhoods that have park deserts you know or they maybe don't have as as many uh amenities for our youth right and and again we're going with this whole concept of just show up and play grab a ball show up with your friends and then play and it's this awesome it's netted um, so there's this big panels that surround it, and we will have opportunities for uh, sponsorship, which will be uh, coming up. But um, it's these panels where the kids can even jump over or go through a door at the goal po- where the goals are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a state-of-the-art thing. We actually had it posted last summer at Phillips and Garfield as a test run, and it was super popular. So I'm excited that we're actually going to have one permanently. We're going to move it around to different places. Where are those places, you might ask? Uh, that's forthcoming, but obviously places like <laughs> Phillips Park, Garfield Park, um, different parts. On We're going to have it on both the east and west side. So um, we'll get that information out soon. We're finalizing locations. But little things like that, and I don't really mean little, but 
those, I guess, one-offs, right? Mm -hmm. Where we just put something there, have the kids show up. Included with that, though, uh, we are talking with current and former local soccer players and even some professional, uh, former professional soccer players to come out and do free soccer clinicals for our youth. That's wonderful. That's and, nice. and, and and that's these are these like one-offs, right? These 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 things that that we're gonna do with this. And in the future, I see this, you know, being part of different festivals, bringing it to Fiestas Patrias, where we know in the Latino community, soccer is such a huge part. Um, we're, we're talking to our friends at World Relief. You know, we have a lot of our families, a lot of our Rachel refugee Wasink, families. Rachel what up? Yes, a lot of our refugee families where, again, football, soccer, is so ingrained in so many cultures throughout the world. And what a beautiful way to, to, um, to bring, uh, you know, to keep a little piece of home. Right. And, and Absolutely. for people's culture when they come to Aurora, uh, because, again, the, that it, it's more than a sport. And yeah. I'm so excited. I mean, we're getting the uh, the U.S. is going to host the um, gold uh, Copa, uh, Copa America, which is the North and South American countries um, in 2024 next year. Huge. Wow. And then in 2026, we're hosting the U.S. along with Canada and Mexico hosting the World Cup, which is the biggest sporting event in the history of the world. Wow. So you're going to start to see soccer being elevated even more so. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that we're playing a role, uh, a small role, but it's still an important role in, in getting making soccer accessible to all of our youth in Aurora. Man, it reminds me of a, it reminds me of a famous quote. But in Aurora's case... Fly isn't just a verb, it's an adjective. Aurora's fly, <laughs> Aurora's fool. And Aurora's got top-notch soccer and sports programming. That's what it sounds like Absolutely. to me. I mean, we got, what, former players coming back to teach the youth? Yes, I'm, I'm so excited. We've been talking to former uh, players from East Aurora, West Aurora, Marmion. Um, some of them are coaches now. Uh, still in Aurora, they're coaching soccer, um, current varsities, you know, and all, all levels of soccer players from, from again, our high schools. It, it's such a wonderful way to connect. Um, some of them are going to be, you know, at a fire station. We'll have our firemen actually out there with our youth to just playing soccer with them. So it, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's bringing the community together and it, it, in, in the love of the game, but also just teaching, you know, life skills um, and, and letting them just, you know, enjoy the the this uh, amenity right and so i'm really excited about it what's participation like what's family participation like you, are, we, are we seeing the amount of families and kids that we want to see and we need to see taking part in these or or or, or is the is the message not getting out there to everybody about what's available for young people i i just think in a in a city as large as ours you know over two hundred thousand people that we serve you know youth are a huge chunk of that you're always gonna have a need which you could look at it from a negative or, or a positive, right? It, it's a negative because we need to get the word out to more right, families, right. right? Absolutely. There's always going to be the need. You could look at it as a positive to say, hey, we're never going to get comfortable with the services that we offer or advocate for. We're going to continuously work with partners, look for grants, um, and also talk to our community, talk to our youth. Right. And see what are the needs that we need to fill. Because as you and I know, the needs that we had growing up vastly different from the current needs right very true today some of them still are the same we still want our kids to be active physically mentally right um but the way we do that might change right so so that's that's the important thing with anyone in a position that, that you know in a position that i'm in to to regularly have conversations and communicate with our community I think that's awesome. The time is 8, 19 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Our friend Simon Rodriguez, Youth Services Manager, has returned to the show for his third appearance. This is your third because you came with Cindy. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yep, y'all came with Cindy uh -huh. um, uh, last year now. So, uh, man, time's going by. Yes. Um, but I have some news for you guys. And then, uh, uh, Gabriel, you got that, that press release? We do have do that got, press You got release. that ready? Uh, yes, we do. I'm going to go ahead. Let me plug you in, baby. I'm a, I'm a, you're going to do that, and then okay. you'll pass the football back to your boy. Here we go. We got you. Uh, so friend of the show, Norma Peterson, will be speaking at a press conference with 
the uh, DuPage County State's Attorney, Robert Berlin, the Honorable Anne Celine O'Halloran Walsh, and uh, many other uh, members of the court civi- Juvenile Court Division. And Wednesday, March 22nd at 11 a.m., this, so that would be today, and the com- press conference will be held in DuPage County State's Attorney's Office located at 503 North County Farm Road in Wheaton and be on the south side of the courtyard across from the Sheriff's Office. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to the DuPage County Courthouse right now, Judge Brannon. Yeah, Judge Brannon. You know, I have to tell you, I, I know you're going to, I know you guys are going to be, Curtis, what were you doing? I was in traffic court. Yeah, now had to go there. Little ticket. Yeah, no, nothing too big. I don't want the listeners to be like, oh, I can't listen no more. No, but listen, <laughs> I was there. Judge Brandon. Shout out to Judge Brandon. Really had a really great, great courtroom and, and had a good courtroom experience. You know what I'm saying? And and gave a brother some, some, some love on the passing of my, my dad too. Asking, you know. It's awesome. For missing the first court date, like you know what, Mr. Spivey, you know, get out yeah. of here. Appreciate yeah. that. Shout out to Judge Brandon and shout out to Norma Peterson, all the great work that she's doing. She is the executive director of Document the Abuse. Get to know the EAA, that's the Evidentiary Abuse Affidavit, and all of the great work that it can do and help um, in uh, in the, uh, with law enforcement. Excuse me. Joe Jackson's here. He says, "I've been a volunteer youth soccer coach for almost twenty years." I'd be interested in hot and helping slash getting more info if needed. Please feel free to reach out and let me know how. See, that's what the show is all about. Yes, you see Joe, that? We'll be getting in touch with you for you sure. You see Thank that? You. Put them together. Come together. Boom, 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 boom. Right now. But we got to stop before we get the license, right? Oh, y'all sample the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me get to the news. This is what I was supposed to be telling you guys about. Um, Two great Paramount shows are coming up. Two great concerts, actually. The first is Purple Rain. That's the Prince Tribute show. Um, That's going to be Friday, August 11th, 8 p.m. Subscribers get 10% off tickets. With songs like When Doves Cry, Little Red Corvette, and Purple Rain, this concert proves Prince was in a class all his own. It was sold out in 2018. Now, get this. It's not only, not only was it sold out in 2018, not only is it going to be here in Aurora, of all the cities where it could be, but did you know that this is the number one Prince tribute band in the world? Wow. The world. That's awesome. The world. By the way, can, we give a, can I give a quick shout out to Josh and Hannah Welton? I don't know, they're from Aurora, mm-hmm. and they performed with Prince. Really? Yes. Oh. Uh, Hannah was a drummer for, um, for his band, for Prince's actual band. He had a, a, a gr- uh, three female band, uh, and Hannah Welton. Uh, was the drummer for that, and then Josh actually produced Josh Joshua Welton, the famous awesome Welton family in Aurora, uh, produced uh, some of uh, uh, Prince's music towards oh, the end of his shout career. out. Yeah, that's awesome. Not, not diminishing uh, Purple Rain because I saw that show and it was phenomenal. Right. But uh, we actually have some local plugins for the from that were actually working and performing with Prince. That's wonderful. Uh, the next concert is uh, Happy Together. That's the 2020, this is the 2023 tour, tour, excuse me. The Turtles, Little Anthony, The Classics, Cal Sills, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap and the Vogues. The best and biggest music of the 60s and 70s. It sells out every single year, ladies and gentlemen. You're hearing about it here on Good Morning Aurora. And then the last thing I need to bring up to you guys, Carnitas Los Raulos, good morning. Nicole Astra, good morning. Nora Peterson, uh, Dave Cannon and Aisha Saxon, Zor Zapata, good morning. Summer camp was awesome last year. Thank you very much for that. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, and I would be remiss if I did not mention Bianca Camargo. Good morning to all of you fantastic Judge, people. Judge Camargo. Judge Camargo, that's what up. Yes. I w- you know what? Scratch it up. Because I was going to say Judge Camargo, but then I was kind of like, you know, I'm going to just do it, right? Yeah, but, but she yeah. but she's a friend too, right? She so is, you get, yeah, yeah, you know. But she's also earned that title. So she did. Judge That's Bianca Camargo. That is yes. a fact. Yep. She was like Rocky. Doesn't you know? <laughs> like with the music and all that. It's the eye of the tiger. Okay. There's gonna be a lot of uh companies calling in the show. <laughs> 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 hey that guy singing my song. Yes. Um okay, here it is. Um Hidden Warriors is a uh is a 
display taking place at the GAR. U.S., uh, the history of women in the United States military. This is going on until September 30th, and it's open to the public. It showcases the role of women in the U.S. military from the American Revolution to the present day. Visitors will learn about the many challenges that women have faced and overcome, including discrimination and prejudice, as they serve their country with distinction and bravery. The exhibit will feature personal stories, photographs, and artifacts from Aurora veterans bringing their experiences to life in a way that is both personal and powerful. Two great veterans who are there. Um, one of them uh, is Karen. She is a uh, friend of the show. Her uniform is uh, one of the featured uniforms there. She's a uh, Army veteran and the um cool. other uh, other veteran is uh Bahati Hart who was an Bahati. Air Force Air Force veteran. I'm not sure if her uniform her uniform is in there too, right? I believe yeah, she there's a display of of her accomplishments as well with yep. yep. that uniform. Shouts out. Um it's open noon to 4 p.m. Wednesdays through Fridays and 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturdays, 23 East Downer Place. When you go there, ask for a guy named Eric Pry. Tell him that good morning Aurora says hi. Awesome. Oh, that it rhymed too. Yes. Okay, times eight twenty six. So, Simon, I um, what's the what are the challenges that the youth services department faces? Let's take a let's take a let's take a forward look. You know, let's take a let's, let's clean the mirror off and take a deep look at it. What are the challenges that we face, and what's the next five years going to look like for the department? That's oh, a phenomenal question. That's something that I think that we think about almost on a daily basis, right, is, all right, well, how do we meet the needs of our community, of our youth? Um, and, and again, we're, we're, we're tackling the same issues that all our partners um, and stakeholders are, you know, with, with the mental health epidemic, right, with, with the lack of access to resources, right, um, yeah, physical health, mental health, all these things. But, you know, it's just that. It's so important that we continue to bring all our partners together to the table because, again, places like the park district, you know, uh, you know, our school districts, township, all of these big players are doing some phenomenal things in programs, you know. And, and I think we look at it, too, like, you know, I would never attempt to do something that, like, you know, someone else is doing that's really well, right? Right. right. You, you don't want to reinvent the wheel. What you want to do is right. say, hey, how can we be a partner? How can we assist? How can we help elevate your program um, and, and get the word out to more families, right? right? And, and so I think it's so important that when we look at any and all problems that we face on a consistent basis, um, the biggest thing I look at is, is what is the demand and how can we meet it? Can we meet it head on or... Is this a, a great opportunity for us to reach out and bring some of our partners together to 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 help um, increase their their outreach right to our, to our families? Um, and, and I think that's in the next five years that needs to continue to happen and grow as we start to see new players coming into our community. Boys and Girls Club, you know, very reputable national organization, mm -hmm. you know. Um, or, or, or like Alive, for example, Alive Aurora, you know, and, and they have their, their site in Naperville. They're relatively new and they hit the ground running and have done some amazing things. So, you know, whether it is a um, regional nonprofit or a national conglomerate like the Boys and Girls Club, it's so important for us to, to come to the table, to work together, uh, realizing, having the mindset that youth, City of Aurora Youth Services does not have ownership over this, right? This 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 group of students or that, you know, um, right. You know, I remember being very naive when I started the job and started noticing that sometimes this mindset exists. Like, I'm good. I have the, you know, this is my domain. Right. More if parts, it happens on this side of town. Right. No, you know, we're you know, we we have to come together right. for for our kids, for our families. And, and the only way we're going to do that is to collaborate. Um, and, 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 and again, just bring people to the table and have conversations. I think, you know, uh, over the last few years I've seen, you know, us, I've seen so many representatives of all these wonderful organizations come together and, and discuss what they have coming up, but also, Hey, ways we can collaborate or asks. There might be an organization that says, Hey, we have this event coming up. We are in you know need of volunteers. 
and another organization can say, hey, we actually, you know, we're a service organization. Right. You know, Kiwanis. And uh, we do a lot of great things with, with, you know, the coach for kids and, and you know, Rotary Club. So it's so important because, again, we've had agencies and folks that have been here for generations. And, and it's so important to bring their expertise, their knowledge to the table as well. At the same time, welcoming these, you know, new players, right. so to speak, right? Like, again, like Alive and, and Boys and Girls Club, those are two that come to mind that are relatively new to our community, but have a wealth of knowledge and experience as well as what, in what they do. What's the cost for families of these uh, programs during the summertime? Great question. So, again, April 27th, come on out to the Prisco Center because uh, it arranges. Uh, from my experience, as far as the, the, the programming that we'll uh, promote at this event, majority of them are free or low cost. Okay. So, so that's a wonderful thing. Now, those that are of, of cost, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for scholarships, uh, sponsorships. And I always say this, you know, and, and please, like, I, and I, I say this as, 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 as serious as, as I can. If there are families out there who want to enroll their children in a program and then they see the dollar sign and then that's like the, I'm sorry, I can't. And the reality is for a lot of families, you know, that's not possible. Please reach out to us. If there are ways we can find funding out there, it breaks my heart knowing that kids cannot participate in a program because cost is a barrier, transportation is a barrier. Those are real things too. Yeah. But if there's any way we can try to alleviate that or maybe recommend something out, I mean, we just want our kids to be active and engaged and participate. Um, and so um, that's always, again, I would say if there are any barriers that we're gonna that we can discuss, it's it's uh, you know financial and transportation mm. and you know as as we move forward also as to back to your question about five years from now you know i really 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 want to focus also on the the access to public transportation you know what can we do and there's already discussions on assisting you know actually a program to be rolled out later this year for to assist our seniors right um the pace bus initiative um i, I believe i i i'm you know, Katrina Boatwright is, is sure, our sure, contact, sure. so you might want to uh, chat with her about that. But, um, you know, we want to see how that works, what, what, how that helps our seniors, and how we can um, potentially even mold something like that to fit the needs of our youth. Um, and not just for programming. Our youth, many of them are, are working, and maybe that transportation is a barrier for them to get to and from their job, mm. um, getting them to programming, getting them to uh, facilities that, that, you know, for resources. So uh, that's something that definitely is on and has been on our radar that we want to, again, bring stakeholders to the table to see if there's something that we can do to help uh, solve that issue. Man, that's powerful stuff, man. That's powerful stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think about like now being a parent and everything, you know, um, yeah, you, you know, you come home with a slip and the thing to fill out and there's that cost at the bottom for your parents. Yeah. And it's always yeah. like, man, maybe we can, you know, and. It shouldn't be a maybe, right? It, absolutely. It shouldn't be a maybe. Like, man, if we could just take the – it should be a a given. Yep. You know, it should be a given. Um, and it, it goes back to what you said earlier about um, – where was it in Minnesota? The, you know, Governor Waltz, yeah. yeah. Tim Waltz, that's his name, yeah. So I know because I, I live in the district and I taught at East Aurora High School. I know District 131 is 100%, you know, lunch program free. Right. For all students, every, every student. Yes, that goes that's there right. Qualifies. That's correct. Yes, and and that's just so amazing. And you know, I think sometimes people overlook the power behind something like that. Mm -hmm. Ensuring here, here's the, the the bottom line, and and any educator, anyone that works with kids will tell you, if you have a hungry child in your classroom in your program, that's the barrier that's keeping them from being able to engage in their academics and their athletics, right? So if if you have a ch uh, hungry child in, in in your program, that already is, is you're not going to be able to really engage them in the activities because they're hungry. So I, I applaud East Aurora and other you know school districts and you know throughout our area and, and throughout our country that looked at as as food should be a right. 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 A, a human right and no child should ever be hungry. Um, and, and so I think that's the mindset that we really need to have. And that shouldn't, you know, unfortunately that I sometimes gets political and it shouldn't because these are our children. Right. These are our future. And, and if we want a prosperous community, 
we as stakeholders and those that make decisions need to ensure that programs to, to help our kids be successful are put in place. That's awesome. And that the barriers that exist to get kids to those programs are addressed. Um, uh, I, I do have uh, some local news to deliver, but I just wanted to, um, one of our great listeners, Dora Sanchez Soto says, uh, Dora. when I asked you this, good morning, Dora. Um, since we're here, what efforts are being made to get the information out to non-English speaking parents? It's a great question. So um, everything we do, we ensure that it is both in English and Spanish. And if there's ever a need for another additional languages, we will do that because we want to ensure that our parents, regardless of any language barriers, understand that there are resources available to them. Um, I think it's very important when we think about um, when you staff your individuals, if the need of certain programming that those staff members are going to be working in requires someone to bilingual, that we need to do that. Okay. We need to be intentional. That's the thing. And I'm glad, you know, Dora asked that question. Intentionality is, is, is everything. Everything from our flyers, you know, uh, mm-hmm. our English and Spanish, our applications for our programs are in English and Spanish. Our resource fair on the 27th, um, information given there on the microphone, you know, announcements, English and Spanish. The overwhelming majority of the programming that's the, the, the uh, organizations that will be at this event always send out you know, staffing that's also bilingual because we understand the reality that we have so many of our families or of our parents that need this information right. that are Spanish speaking. Um, I like so to tenemos plug. la información también en español. Quiero, de, quiero dejar de, uh, todos que sepan que ten, también tenemos toda nuestra información en español. Si tienen preguntas, por favor, me pueden men- mandar mensaje o me pueden llamar. You know what I said, right? I do. Okay, I do. Because I watch Buenos Dias Aurora, the second largest city's first bilingual news podcast, every Tuesday and Thursday morning yes. from 8 to 9 a.m. So that's why I know exactly what he said. And I yes. would encourage you all if you want to get your Spanish up. But I want to plug Monica and Karina as Got well because yes. we have a staff that makes sure that we, they share the news in Spanish as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So they, they, you know. It's muy importante. Very much so. Very right, much there so. There you go. Very much. Um, all right, so now I'll take that. Um, I'll take that uh, commercial real quick. Um, yeah, Simon, you you hit the nail on the head in more ways than one because um, there is people who, for example, needed to get down to fill out applications with us for like rent assistance and things yeah. like that, and um, they're so close but yet so far because yeah. they may not have a car or whatever the case may be, or maybe you know, um, and technology is a barrier too. People don't have personal computers there's a lot of people at home who don't have a laptop right they don't have one so you know um for them what's that look like going to the library amongst other things yeah um all right so let me give you guys a uh, quick piece of news the time is 8 38 a.m you are listening to and watching good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast our dear friend simon rodriguez uh city of aurora's youth services manager is here with us for his part two um April 7th, Friday, April 7th, Who Killed the Carpenter's Son? This presentation uh, for Easter will be taking place at Fresh Start City Church, 10 South Lancaster Avenue at 7 o'clock p.m. That is the intersection of Galena and Lancaster. Uh, so please go there for that. If you're looking for a uh, comfortable and a fun church home, uh, consider Fresh Start City Church. Coming up next, April 27th, on that's a Thursday, the uh, Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley has a state planning 101, Protect Your Family's Future. This workshop is a, uh, excuse me, this complimentary seminar is to help you learn more about what to consider when creating a personal plan to protect your family's future. 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., Thursday, April 27th, 101 South River Street, downtown Santori Branch, RSVP. By April 20th, we've made a few posts about this. We will make another one so that you guys can uh, take part in that. It's awesome. Um, and then um, the next thing I'm going to mention is the... Uh, job fair. Our friends of the Kane County Circuit Clerk's Office have the uh, have a job fair happening. Explore your career possibilities. April 22nd, 10 a.m. to noon. Kane County Circuit Clerk's Office, 540 South Randall Road, St. Charles, Illinois, 60174. Uh, if you are an employer, right, so you're the guy looking for jobs, or no, you're, oh, scratch myself up. You're the guy who's got jobs out there for people who want to get them, right? As if you were, right? Um, 
Your registration deadline is the 31st of this month. Reserve your table today. For more information, you can email circuitclerk at co.cane.il.us. Um, Gabriel Bradford, would you please put that link in the chat for these folks? Now, that is written out in the um, news doc, my young brother. Yes. And actually, while you're doing that, Katie L. Simpson Conklin, good morning. Have a great day. Thank you very much, Katie L. Simpson and uh, Dora Sanchez, thank you very much. I got one more piece of news to give to you guys. One more. Here it comes. Hot off the presses. Um, Monday mornings at 9 a.m., I encourage you to tune in to Coffee with Kiffy. Join State Representative Stephanie Kiffwit every Monday morning for Coffee with Kiffy. That starts at 9 a.m. On, uh, on her Facebook page, IL District 84. That's the 84th District um, in the Illinois House. Facebook Live. She has... Pertinent, factful, relevant. I mean, uh, I mean, it's like, man, it's like Good Morning Royal Part Two. She got new, and she knows. So, if you want factful information about what's going on locally and with the state of Illinois, you would do yourself a favor if you would tune into Coffee with Kiffy, nine a.m. Monday morning. So, watch Good Morning Royal Monday, and then stay tuned and watch her. Unless, of course, you're at work. Then your boss is going to be like, yo, just back-to-back YouTube. That's that's what we're doing? Like, just yeah. <laughs> There's always a way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got, hey, I got to stay informed, right? Absolutely. You we know? all need to, yeah. for sure. Outreach. We have, I mean, we have, we have local elections coming up. And I was actually just talking to someone the other day, like. Thank you, Gabriel. You know, on uh, April man. 4th, right? Right. And, and, and you know, those. Uh, Unfortunately, are notorious for very low voter turnout. Absolutely, and I think you know there's always the you know voter fatigue from November, uh, but there's also you know just um, folks that don't know, and it's it's so important to get well informed. That's why podcasts like these are just so relevant and important to know what's going on in our community. Yeah, thank you, appreciate props it. to the team. Thank you very much, man. I thank you very much. Yep, I always uh, got to make sure the team. Um, and Brett, I think you saw your mom in the chat too. Nice. Um, Brett's got an awesome yeah. Green Day shirt right now that I complimented because Green Day is one of my favorite bands. So. I like Green Day. Yeah. Um, so right now, um, it's, the time is 8.42 a.m. I'm thinking that um, all of these services that the city has going on from youth services to senior services, uh, we were just talking the other day about uh, the Operation Snow Shovel yes. where, where we got volunteers who come out and mm-hmm. um, shovel the walks for the seniors yeah or beautiful. whatever there is mm-hmm. um w- what kind of roles can volunteers fill for you guys within the youth services yeah that's a great question or so would they be just city of aurora volunteers and they no 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 so yeah we always i mean volunteers are always welcome and needed uh but shout out to katrina again right i think it's just a phenomenal initiative that she launched i think over a year ago it's the second year to you know help our seniors our uh, most vulnerable in our community you know, something as simple as that we take for granted shoveling snow. Right. Luckily, knocking on wood, we haven't had too bad of a winter right. <laughs> as far as snowfalls, right? But, uh, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, we're still technically in winter, I think. Yeah, for In this sure. area we are. And, you know, now we got a raw weather, so y'all might want to watch out for those temps. Yes. Watch out for those temperatures. Yeah. Um, uh, but but back to your question, sorry. Um, so there's actually a portal. Um, and I can send the team the link. So our community services department, which encompasses our neighborhood groups, uh, youth services, senior services, um, just so much goes on, so many events just within our department mm-hmm. that um, there is actually a, a, a volunteer link form that someone can fill out. And every time there's a need, you'll get you know, a, a notification saying, hey, we have this event coming up. We, we could use volunteers. Cool. Um, so, so that's kind of like a general overview of if you're looking at volunteers, there's a lot of youth organizations, service organizations, you're looking for hours. There are events. Our summertime, I mean, we have everything from, um, you know, all the back to school fairs events by different yeah. aldermen. Um, you know, we have our national night out event, you know, the first Tuesday in August, mm-hmm. you know, the, the 30 different sites have events. So, um, and there's also a lot of our cultural events. You know, we have our Fiestas yes, Patrias, Patrias yeah. you know, which is huge two day event, you know, at River Edge Park in, in, in September, uh, Puerto Rican parade uh, and festival. Uh, we're, they're bringing, they're working on bringing the Tejano festival, which I'm really excited about um, in, in downtown Aurora as well and others. So there are, 
plenty of opportunities with all of the different events, the 4th of July parade and festivities. So if you want to volunteer, there's plenty of opportunity too. So again, I think uh, to encompass everything, um, I'll go ahead and share with all of you. There's a link that family that uh, individuals can fill out and you'll be on our, our list. And then whenever there are opportunities, you'll receive notification right. um, to be a volunteer. Um, and um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? The next question I had, I think you kind of answered. Thank you. You saw my man. He's. <laughs> I wanted that? to do that since you man. started the. All okay. good, brother. All good. Um, I remember now. So we have the ability to be um, uh, mobile yeah. far far easier. What's the possibility of us perhaps getting a table and and doing the news at the uh, April? Oh my goodness! At the April event, you're at. I think I've invited you guys in the past. Not one push, but but uh, <laughs> but I would love for you to be there. Absolutely, yeah, okay. and, and and other events we have coming. We have our our twenty ninth annual Aurora Sports Festival, right? Which, um, which you did invite us in the past, but we had a, a different mic setup, which was unfeasible at that time. Exactly. So yeah, now we're yeah. So now, absolutely, I would love to to have uh, Good Morning Aurora at our resource fair on the 27th Appreciate uh, live i think yep. that'll be phenomenal maybe some of our families that can't attend in person uh, and i want to also share that if you cannot attend in person we're uh, uh we have a youth resource guide mm -hmm. and we're actually in the uh process of updating it and revamping it in english and spanish and literally all the organizations that will be at the resource fair their information will be in this booklet uh we have physical copies we'll have physical copies but we also uh, will share a link where you can click on it and it's uh, virtual and you can print out a PDF copy for yourself, again, in English and Spanish. So if you can't be there in person, um, you can still have access to those resources, okay. which is really important. All right. But yes, I, I expect the team to be there. No, we can do that, man. Awesome. We can definitely do that. That'll be, uh, that would be awesome. So we'll yes. be there like in the flesh reporting live and doing a show. That's going to be uh, some good stuff. Um, where were you born and raised? Right here in Aurora. I was born at Mercy Hospital. So I was born on the west side, technically. Okay. Uh, raised on the east side. So okay. I went to a Catholic school. Uh, it, it's closed currently. They closed back, I think, in 07, 08. But Archbishop Aurora Catholic School, which is attached to St. Nicholas Church on the east side. Okay. I went from kinder through eighth, and then I went to East Aurora High School. I graduated from East Aurora, and then... Proud graduate of both Wabanzi and Illinois State University. All right. Uh, but yeah, born and raised. I mean, I lived in Aurora my whole life, minus the time I was at school or then when I was in the Army or when I, you know, lived abroad. But other than that, you know, Aurora is, is, is my home. It's the my biggest, community. What's the biggest changes you've noticed from childhood to now? Oh, man. I, I think the first thing that always comes to mind because I unfortunately grew up in a neighborhood that was plagued with gang violence. I mean, like, our house got shot at and we weren't even gang related. It's right. just crossfire. To be a child and growing up with with that, and and I know I mean gangs still exist, but it was definitely not. It's not the same now that it was back in the nineties. Right. And folks listening that grew up in Aurora and, and certain neighbors in the nineties know, but that's a testament to to the hard work of our community. Because <coughs> <coughs> you a quick break. Yeah, <coughs> we can do that. Yeah, hold on. Let me. Uh... <coughs> It happens on the oh, mic. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Folks. You know what's you know what's interesting is like, man, I I totally feel for you because it's happened to me on so many shows. What do you do? Like, do? You just like commercial? I just mute it. Just yeah. mute. Just have the people like uncomfortable silences, right? Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> happened to me so much when I was teaching <laughs> because um, you know you're talking for a while and then you don't realize I I talk pretty loud too, mm -hmm. and so I'm like using my voice and then just yeah. Water helps. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so sorry about that. But uh, going back to what I was talking about, um, just a, a testament to um, so many in our community, a lot of our leaders that are still to this day, you know, working hard to keep kids out of gangs, right? you know, off the streets, um, law enforcement, you know, our, our community police officers, so vital. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think of people like Sky Khalees, you know, just amazing. <coughs> there we go again. Sorry. See, the, they must know you got. To, they must know you're telling a good story. You know, he got those internal gremlins. Oh man, but um, 
so that that's been a huge change for sure um just also the development of just so much right our parks you know that we grew up in just you know coming back to life right Phillips park being a destination park you know i remember when it uh the sunken garden was just an empty like hole you know on you know i don't i used to roll down the hill mm. that little hill you know um and i mean the zoo's always been there but <coughs> we didn't have a splash pad um just bare amenities. It was bare amenities. And just to see the growth from when I was a child to now is a phenomenal. And again, this is our home. So a lot of us, you know, really care about creating a wonderful um, experience for the next generation. Yeah. You know, uh, East Aurora High School that I went to, I mean, was half of the size it is now. It's so funny. If you haven't been to East Aurora in the last even 10 years, you know, they added, you know, the field house. They added... A new foyer. I mean, it's just beautiful, but it's it's just um, uh, the the stadium, you right. know, at East High. And I know West is is working on. I think they're um, they they this year they opened their or they're currently working on. I I know that they're working on stuff. So West Aurora Stadium is going to be revamped as well. So it's right. it's just those things for me are so big because these are community spaces. This is spaces that bring people together, and. Um, you know, uh, just I love all the amenities that we've done in the parks and the, the green spaces that we've focused on. River Edge Park, again, Right, folks, remember what that area, you know, right by the river was before River Edge. I think it was just there's nothing. Or just, yeah, it was just, you know, it, it wasn't anything for the community to come together and, and hear live music and have celebrations and festivals. So right. I'm all for that, man. I love it. Times 851. Um, the downtown camps. Yes. Let's talk about those. Yes. Love. Uh, so this was a great collaborative um, brainchild okay. of of several organizations, not just us. So the GAR, which we gave shout outs to Eric Pry earlier. Yeah. Uh, Jen Evans helped on the art aspect. She's our art director. Jen Evans. Awesome. I'm sorry. Uh, Jen Burns. Yes. Jen. I, I apologize. Um, then our friends at APS. Um, you know, Harish and his team of and, you know, Andy and Kelsey, and then Brian at the fire museum. These are four different locations. We said, hey, what if we did these camps where they're themed after the facilities, right? Right. And each week the kids, you know, move move from one location to the other. So at the end of the four weeks, every child gets in a you know a fire safety camp. They get a, a, a steam camp. They get. Uh, History, military museum camp, mm -hmm. and then an art camp, all in one experience. You know, just and and we we piloted it last year for eighty kids, twenty kids at each site. Worked phenomenal. We partnered with the Northern Illinois Food Bank to provide food, um, and our kids absolutely loved it. And again, we are exposing our downtown Aurora, mm -hmm. you know, to our youth and letting them know that hey, there are also um, uh, activities and and things for our youth to do so we're excited to bring it back this year we're going to increase the size to 100 kids and again we just want to continue to grow every year um, but again at our resource fair will be the first opportunity for our families to sign our kids up and all the programs that i'm talking about live in aurora or you attend an aurora school you qualify that's awesome. it and is uh, I think it's first through fifth grade. Right. Um, and we're working on some other stuff for our middle school students that is forthcoming. But because um, families always ask, you know, can my child attend? If they attend a school in Aurora, they live and they live in Aurora. You know, that's 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 the kind of uh, basis. And uh, these programs, by the way, are 100 percent free for our families. There is no charge. Um, um, but for our downtown Aurora camp, we do require the parent to attend an orientation. So awesome. you sign your kid up, you have to attend an orientation before they uh, before they are enrolled and start the camp. Time is 8.54 a.m. Um, how can we help you? How can we and the community help you and uh, the efforts of your team? <clears throat> Absolutely. I think the first thing for sure is to ensure that information is getting out to the public, right, to our families. We're already doing it with this podcast, but, you know, uh, we'll definitely share some information on upcoming events. And if you could share, that'd be fantastic. No doubt, no doubt. <coughs> Sharing is caring, ladies and gentlemen. So um, that, and then please also communicate with us. You know, um, my email is is public. Obviously, you know, Rodriguez S at Aurora dot il dot us. Number six three zero two five six three four zero two. 
I want to be as accessible as I can for our community. Please call with your questions. Please email with any uh, needs, concerns, questions that you have. Um, if we have the program, we'll offer it to you. If we don't, we'll connect you with a partner or organization that does. And because the needs of our youth and families are so vast and diverse, you know, that is why, again, it's so important that I go back to the fact that partnerships and collaboration is so key to ensuring that, you know, we can uh, provide quality programming and resources for our youth. That's awesome. Um, so that, that that's important. But please share. Um, the more information we get out to our community, the better. Yep. Times 855. Tracy Duran <laughs> says the kiddos love the Aurora Regional Fire Museum camp. It's a great program for the kids during the summer. Stephanie says uh, Dora is a former, well, Lord. Dora says Stephanie is a former Aurora Alder woman. For those who didn't know, she is awesome. Yes, she is. And Josue yes. Pais implores us to vote. Get your vote on, ladies and gentlemen. Get your vote on. Cheryl Brownell is here. Good morning, Cheryl Brownell. Marilyn Katz, good morning to you. Saul Olivas, good morning Saul. to you as well. Get to know Saul. He's a great brother. Great brother. Great teacher. Um, yes, he's a teacher as well. Yes, that's great right. Teacher. Yep. Um, well, did we cover? Did we get everything? Eight fifty six. Did we? <clears throat> oh, just a few. I mean, probably not. But you know, we covered a lot, so okay. that's good. What did we um, miss? We got. We got yeah, time. Yeah. So do it. I mean, and it just just kind of a heads up. And again, please follow us on our Facebook page, City of Aurora Youth Services. Um, we have obviously again our summer programming coming up. We have our um, our resource fair again on April twenty seventh. That's a Thursday, six to eight p.m. at the Prisco Center, mm-hmm. um, and um, we have our sports festival, which I'm excited. That's that's you know our schools, all our middle schools in Aurora will be competing. Uh, City of Lights tournaments. We have our girls soccer, uh, middle school soccer happening in May, as well as uh, co-ed track uh, for middle school. Uh, that information is forthcoming. So again, keep track of our uh, keep uh, our Facebook page. And, um, yeah, I just want to give, again, quick shout-out and thanks to uh, all our partners out there. I think there's so many unsung heroes in our community that, um, you know, we probably know their organization. Uh, we know what they do. But, you know, every day is a daily grind of mm-hmm. folks just literally coming up with plans and solutions to serve our youth. And I, I, we're nothing, you know, without them. So thank you to all our partners. It's a long list. I can't name everyone, but I just really want to give them a shout-out. That's wonderful. And uh, very excited to work alongside with all of you. All right. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, as Simon mentioned, we'll be sure to share whatever uh, information they have about any of their programs. As soon as we get it, we'll make sure that you guys get the information in both English and Spanish um, for as long as it takes. Sorry, I, I do have one more plug. And I yeah. think um, so. Um, the, and this is for our, our young people listening. So. With our Aurora Youth Council, which Gabriel is one that of, was is the, the chair. Plug. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So he's actually the chair, and he can uh, 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 add, add to this, this announcement. Yeah. But we actually have an initiative along with our innovation department and the Aurora Youth Council is we are going to different schools to get feedback from them, to hear them out, right? And we're calling this the Think Cafe. It's a, a wonderful concept to hear our youth, 16 to 24-year-olds. I know we're going to be at East Aurora next yes. month and West Aurora. We, oh, good, we good. attended, uh, we went to do a session at Matia Valley. Thank you, Dr. Eccles, for setting that up with us. And really, it's just, uh, it's our youth, representatives from the Aurora Youth Council, talking to other youth and getting feedback from them. Everything from, you know, how can we as a city and our partners do a better job of, of creating a better life for our youth, right? And right. it's so important, again, to hear them out yep. um, and hear what their thoughts are. Right, Gabriel? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's been a great program. We've we've been piloting this out in a couple of different spaces. Yes. And I had the recent opportunity to attend one of these events at the Alive Center. It was amazing to hear students come out and say, to, you know, to have different comments on what they see happening in Aurora in the next couple of years, seeing how they personally feel about living in Aurora. So there's yeah. there's so many conversations that we've been having. They've just been really fruitful for us as a youth council, as an innovation department, youth services department. It's been really great for us to see all the things that are being provided for, but also all the things that we can provide for Absolutely. and start creating programs and meaningful change for. So this is a really great opportunity for uh, not only just these departments to hear your voice, but also for the city council. This is something that 
we're getting this is a feedback for us and this is also feedback we'll be bringing to the city of aurora yeah. uh, very soon yeah Good stuff. Good and, stuff. and and again when i say 16 24 year old uh the spaces we're going into are not just high school you know as, as you mentioned we went to the alive uh teen center which combination of middle and high school students yep. uh, we're going into yep. the non-traditional spaces and working with quad county urban league and, and going into um you know a community we're working with wabanzi and aurora university so we really want to get a in a depth and variety uh feedback from again targeting 16 to 24 year olds and we can share with you there's a, a barcode and a link for folks if we're not coming to you you can still go online this barcode and just take a quick uh, quick survey and just to give us your feedback and again this is going to be very important information that our youth council will then present to our city council later this year all right good stuff well the time is 9 a.m uh we appreciate you guys for watching this great episode today we appreciate uh simon's time for coming back on uh the show again for his third appearance yes we really appreciate it anything that's going on with the um city of aurora's youth services department you can find here and also on buenos dias aurora the um flyer and link for the information about the aurora youth council we have or excuse me think cafe we have yes. we will make sure that we post that for you guys that you could share uh and take part in that other than that the show ends on a positive note what is your message today for the people of aurora oh man um, I guess today I just uh, share just positivity. Um, there are so many things that we can complain about, point fingers at, um, you know, uh, and just throw negativity out. But always remember that we as adults um, are, should be representatives for our youth and, and, and set up that good example. So we can uh, discuss, we can debate, we can disagree. Those are all great things that are part of the human experience. But uh show positivity show good throw good energy out there so our youth can um you know feed off of that and see that you know we can be civil and i just that just came to my heart so i wanted to share that I be positive folks it, spread the love it. well ladies and gentlemen have a blessed day as a have a safe day and have a prosperous day good morning aurora will return on friday with another great episode and interview take care of yourself and each other awesome